Good evening, everyone. Um, our passage this evening is from Luke chapter 18, verse one to eight. It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she doesn't attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what this unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak so clearly to each one of us. Lord, we pray that you will speak to us again this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I was born out of an affair. And since my father was already married, he decided that for him, the best thing was to not be involved in my life. My mom, she struggled as a single parent to cope, and so she thought that she would send me to Ghana where she knew people, and I spent the next nine years of my life, I went there before I was even one, and I spent the following nine years of my life in a type of foster care system, moving around from home to home, until I moved back here to the UK when I was nine. So I became a Christian in my teens, and I was overzealous. I mean, I was, I was hyped. I was borderline annoying. And, and I used to go to church with a girl called Kelly. Kelly grew up in church, so she was a pro at all this God stuff. Um, and one day after church, I remember Kelly saying to me, I don't know if I, if I wanna be a Christian anymore. And I remember thinking, what? What do you mean you don't wanna be a Christian anymore? You know, you've been doing this Christian walk your whole life. So, so that evening, I went over to Kelly's house by force with my amplified study Bible tucked under my arm and I was ready to preach the gospel to her and somebody was gonna get saved that night. See, I, I told you I was, I was a little bit annoying. But instead, when I got there, I sat and I listened to Kelly. I listened to how she had been praying for years about a particular thing and that she was getting tired of praying the same prayer over and over and not hearing from God. In that time, in that season of her life, she was tired and felt like giving up. And maybe you've walked in here this evening and immediately you can relate to Kelly's story. You've been praying for weeks or months or even years about the same thing and you are tired of praying that same prayer. Maybe you've walked in here and you're heavy because you're worried about your children. You're worried about the overwhelming amount of work you need to get done, or you're worried about your friendships, your relationships. Maybe even your marriage is going through something. And you're sitting here and you're thinking, I don't know if I wanna be a Christian anymore. I feel like giving up. 
You know, parables are defined as metaphorical stories, a Bible story with a hidden meaning. And sometimes you have to read over a parable over and over again in order to understand that deeper meaning. And, and other times the Bible kind of just says, hey, um, this is what it's teaching you. You know, Jesus says here, it says, he makes it clear, he says, then Jesus told a dis the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. I used to be an RE teacher, and in our syllabus, the curriculum, it, it, the children had to know the definition of the word prayer. It was worth two marks for their GCSE exam. So just in case you're interested, the Edexcel syllabus definition of prayer is the raising of our hearts and mind to God. And I love that. I mean, every time I read Luke 18, verse one, what I read is never stop raising your heart and your mind to God. So we should always pray and not give up. And I know you're probably sitting here and you're thinking, but Jemima, I've crossed this line. I feel like giving up already. Unfortunately, this passage doesn't give us that as an option. It says that we should always pray and not give up. And I know that sometimes, you know, there's some people who try and be really helpful. You know when like you lose your car keys and someone says, oh, where did you leave it last? And you're thinking, uh, if I knew, it wouldn't be lost. Or, or like, you know, when you're feeling a bit down and people say, oh, cheer up. And you think, great, that's made everything better now. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus is not one of those people. You know, if you say to Jesus, I feel like giving up. He doesn't say, well, don't. You know, his response is, he gives it to us. He says, he says, always pray and do not give up. The solution is given to us in this parable. We have to keep on praying. When I read this parable, it's easy for us to you know, place ourselves in the story. We see ourselves as the widow and God is the judge. But this parable is in fact not a parable of comparison. It is a parable of contrast. So this parable teaches us everything that God is not. Verse two says, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And we read that this judge, he refused the widow numerous amounts of times and he even confirmed to her, he said, I neither fear God or care what people think. You know, so this unjust judge, even though he was evil, verse five says that because this widow kept bothering him, he saw to it that she received justice. God is not at all like this judge, and yet this unjust judge is able to do good things. Jesus challenges us in this parable. He says, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? So always pray and do not give up. When I was 23 years old, I found myself in a place where for the very first time, I understood where my friend Kelly was coming from. My mum had been diagnosed with cancer. And by this point, I had been a Christian for, for years. So I believe in miracles. I believe in the healing power of prayer. I believe in God. So I prayed. I prayed at home. I prayed at church. I prayed on the bus. And I didn't stop there. If I knew you, 
you were getting a prayer request from me as well. Every single person in my phone book received a prayer request from me. Sadly, um, my mom, she passed away. And I remember the day I took my phone and, and I scrolled down to her phone number. And I deleted her number. Because in that moment, I realized that I was never going to receive a call from her again. It was then that I started to think, did, not, did God not hear me? You know, and if he did hear me, did he not care that my heart was breaking? And if he did hear me and he did care, was he not powerful enough to do something about what was happening? And I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that there are many people here today and you have been praying endlessly for that same thing, for that same breakthrough. And you are crying out to God day and night. I wanna say to you that he does hear you and that he does care. So always pray and do not give up. See, God wants us to keep coming back to him in prayer. This, um, this widow's her shameless persistence began with her attendance. She showed up day after day after day. So you have to keep going to church, keep praying for your family, keep praying for your friends and your colleagues and for that relationship. Always pray and do not give up. This widow, she had absolutely nothing. And I think that because of that, she had nothing to lose. You know, her persistence, her tenacity brought with it a solution. It's when we realize that outside of God, we have nothing, that we are forced to look up to him. Sometimes discomfort in our lives is in fact a privilege that leads us into the presence of God. As I, um, as I lost my mom, I had no choice but to turn to God in prayer. I needed to cling on to him for my life. Turning to God in that season was how I survived. So persistent prayer is for us, it's for our survival, it's for our hearts. So we, this is how we stay connected to God. You know, we are made to be in relationship with God. And prayer is the means by which we stay connected and stay in that relationship with him. This widow, I think um, she knew something that we didn't. This, her tenacity was beyond me. I, I actually looked up the word tenacity and it said, tenacity is the quality of being able to grip something firmly, to be determined and to continue to exist. I love that, you know, it sounds quite stubborn. It's like we're saying no matter what, we are not letting go. It's like as if we're, when we're in prayer, we grip onto God firmly and say we are determined to hold on to you even though it feels that there are no, there's nothing left. That is tenacity. There is a sheer refusal to give up. And if you are going to God again and again in prayer, then prayer is doing what it is meant to do. Prayer is keeping us connected and in relationship with God. When we pray, we partner with God. You know, we align our will with his. And even though we may not see the changes in this world, we may not see it with our own eyes in this lifetime, but something is changing. So always pray and do not give up. The second thing that stood out to me from this parable was that 
Prayer brings us into an awareness of God's presence. Yes, we all know that God is everywhere, this is true. However, the manifest presence of God is different different to his omnipresence. His omnipresence is what makes God God. You know, that's his nature, that he is everywhere at the same time. And I think that this is what King David is talking about when he says, where can I go from your presence? But God's manifest presence is different. It's an awareness of him. It's our experience of God that he is here, that he is real, that he is tangible. And again, I think that this is what King David is talking about when he says, don't take your presence away from me. To know that God is everywhere is one thing, and it's good, but I really believe that God wants us to know his manifest presence for ourselves here today. And you can know that God is everywhere. You can know that he is present at all times and still be far from him, and I know that I'm guilty of that. I know that God is everywhere, and there are times where I still feel far. See, God desires to have us in his presence. You know, he enjoys our company. The Bible says that we love because he first loved us, and he loved us so much that it costs Jesus his life. in the past, you know, I really struggled to pray. I really used to struggle because I was convinced that in order to pray, you had to wake up at 4 a.m. and you had to pray for three hours straight, you know, before you could even start your day at work. But prayer should not be a stumbling block. Prayer should not be a barrier to us being in relationship with God. It should be our number one go-to. Prayer is a gift, it is an encounter and it brings us into the manifest presence of God. If prayer is an awareness and an encounter with him, then it has to be at the core of our Christian life. And and that's why as a church we have things like 1102, where you you don't have to do any big, heavy, long prayers. At two minutes past 11 a.m. every day, we stop and we pray, just quick arrow prayers. You know, we have the 24-7 prayer room, and if you haven't been, I really recommend it. They have hot chocolate in there, so it's a must. You must go. And every week on a Tuesday at 7 a.m., downstairs in the spring, directly below me, we meet as a prayer community, and we pray for the world. We pray for this church. We get to pray to God our Father, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things beautiful. We get to be in his presence. And it's only in his presence during prayer that we receive the revelation that we are sons and daughters of God. You know, Jesus says in this parable, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? That's us. Prayer brings us into an awareness of God's presence, but it begins with us. It begins with us showing up. In this passage, we read that the widow did just that. She turned up day after day after day, and she knew something that we easily forget. She knew that her persistence was crucial to her survival. She knew where to go and who to go to. She knew who had the resources to change her circumstances, and she refused to step out of his presence. Church, we not only know the one who has the resources to change our circumstances, but we know the source himself, and he calls us his chosen ones. 
And unlike this unjust judge, God invites us into his presence. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life so that we can be in his presence for eternity. I spent, as I said before, the first few years of my life in a type of foster care system in Ghana, and I moved around a lot. So I had no real concept of what a family was. I moved to the UK when I was nine, and, and I had to learn how to speak English. It was a complete culture shift, and I went to school for the first time. I mean, it was completely different. I met my mum for the first time too, but I learned quickly that she had her own struggles. She was in and out of toxic relationships and she had an addiction to alcohol. Life taught me to be independent. I learned to rely on no one but myself. And because I was afraid of being let down, I simply stopped asking. And maybe you're sitting here this evening and you, you would describe yourself as independent, and you've got to the point where you're thinking you're not being heard, or perhaps God doesn't care, and so you have stopped asking. He does care, and he is inviting you into his presence. In Matthew, it says, come to me, all you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. It is in him only do we find rest. The world makes us believe that it's a weakness to be dependent, you know, but I don't know about you, but I am fiercely dependent on God. I know that I have to seek his presence daily because that is how I survive. And you may be thinking, but Jemima, I've been praying persistently. I've been praying for years about the same thing over and over, and I'm tired. And what hurts is that I'm looking around and I can see these things happening in other people's lives. That new job, that new home, that relationship. God's grace in other people's lives is not at our expense. God has enough grace for the world, a hundred times over and more. Jesus says, will he not see that you get justice? God wants to meet with us. We are his people and we have been called to prayer. The command has been clearly given. He says, always pray and do not give up. We have a duty to stand before God, to intercede for this world. We have been invited into his presence, each and every one of us by name to pray for our world, for our city, for our families and for ourselves. Joyce Meyer says this, she says, the most powerful place to be is at the feet of God in prayer. So church, let's always pray and not give up. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us this evening. We pray that you will move hearts to see you in a new way, to know that you are there, that you hear us and that you care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.